Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger. With me, as always, is Trevor Scott. No, my name's Trent. And I'm Vic, the <laughs> true crime podcaster. Welcome to True Crime Podcasts with Vic, not the victim. Wait, no, that's the other podcast we're on this week. This is a upfront plug for our uh, episode of Know What You're In For with Disgraced Prison, Prison Warden, Warden Anthony, Anthony B. Watts. <laughs> we did a fun improv podcast with a friend of ours. Uh, we just recorded that last night and that should be coming out around about oh, last week. <laughs> or this week. I don't know. Soon. It, it, was, it was last week. Yes. Yeah. That go, friend go was it. Alex Krause, who was on last week's episode. Yes. Of course. Yes. <laughs> so you if do you know our friend. If you've been <laughs> listening, then you know. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened, go listen to episode 195. It was awesome. Yeah. But today, I think we shall do some ramped up click pitch. Trevor, give us the spiel. Uh, ben and I have a Discord bot, and on the counter, three to one, enter. We're going to type <laughs> exclamation point C into a Discord bot. No, we're going we're gonna to click refresh and get, get our words, throw them at each other. We're going to get an adjective and a noun. Four words, game design. Four Pretty words, simple. one game design. Yeah. That famous video. That very famous uh, video. All right, let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Mm-hmm. Traced arrest. Tracked scrap. Oh, tracked and traced. Mm. It's a shipping... <laughs> some sort of shipping simulation. <laughs> uh, okay. What was your second word? Tracked what? Scrap. So tracked scrap, scrap. Scrap metal. Scrap, yep, and traced arrest. Okay. So I've been I've been watching a lot of streams at, at the moment of a game <laughs> called Among Us. Yep. And so straight away I'm sort of seeing this as as almost like a co-op multi multiplayer game where you're all trying to like collect uh the most valuable scrap metal in like um different random maps sort of thing. Kind of like a procedurally generated map, but obviously you're looking mm-hmm. for the best scrap metal, but you can also like knock each other down and, and steal scrap metal from each other. All right. Just to sort of raise the stakes a little bit. What if you yourselves are robots mm-hmm. and thus you can scavenge sca- scrap metal from each other as you like knock them down? Mm-hmm. And so maybe you've got tools where like you can't just like knock them over and take their whole you know chassis or whatever, but- if you, you know, knock someone out for three seconds, then you'll get X amounts of, of scrap from them or whatever. And and it may be that you have to either decide to hoard the scrap or build tools out of it or literally improve your own body, but at which point you can be, you know, you, you may lose that to, to attacks. Yeah. Um, so, I think in in going with the Among Us theme, though, I think there's a couple of people in there who are tasked with, like, collecting as much of it as possible to, and they, they'll turn a bigger profit or something like that. Right, because so Among Us is is one of these, like, there's a trader in the midst. There's a... Yeah. Yeah. yeah or someone, if, you, if you've got uh, enough hidden, people, you hidden, get two traders. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a hidden role, essentially. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
what if this is because the tracing and the tracking kind of thing makes me think of like I don't know maybe hunting people down as well. Yeah. So maybe an investigator sort of thing whose whose idea is to is to work out you know who's got the irradiated metal or something like that. Yeah. Well, there could be ways to either. Or, or, or I'm even thinking things like if you damage someone, then like for 10 seconds or something, they'll drop little bits of scrap or something behind them. And so, you know, if if, you, if someone is outed as the intruder and goes on the attack, but then tries to run, like you can you can be tracking them down or something, you know, the, the, and maybe there's a there are mechanics where they can disguise themselves or whatever to try to to try to essentially lose the heat. Yeah. Yeah. It that could well. be cool. And then I think it'd be cool. Okay, what would what would be interesting actually? Just to go away from just a you know skinned version of Among something us, like yeah. Among Us or the Project other one, Winter. the Wi- yep. Project Winter. What if this is sort of a longer, over a longer period where it's almost a mix between like a Minecraft esque building game. Mm-hmm. And this intruder sort of thing. So, this might be a days or weeks long campaign where you get teamed up with a group of people and you can kind of build up your base. And I don't know if you're against another base or if it's just sort of, all right, we're competing for in this, you know, three week long season or whatever to be the base that gets the most- Scrap, right? You've collected the most scrap, and it's all about kind of maybe you're building mining things, maybe you're building, you know, um, automation stuff so that you can essentially mine out and 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 track down all the metal on in this area. But yes, you have one or two uh, people who their goal is different, and then that does add a bit more of the like. Oh, I logged in and someone had sabotaged our, you know, main power source, but you've got ways to, like, trace or track who that was with, you know, oh, we need to build a spectrum analyzer to, like, measure the power signature that's still, you know, that was that was captured or whatever. And then, you could and even then be it's like tracking uh, serial numbers of, like, components and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like down to that level. And so it's a bit more of a a really ongoing thing where you start to either, you know, you might be playing with friends, but you might just be playing with with strangers, but you start to you get to know like how they're interacting with the game and and the suspicion is not just over the course of like a 30-minute game, it's over the course of yeah, like 3 weeks, multiple sessions. You know, you're not required to log in every every day, but there's enough to do each each time that you There's enough in. to do that if that if you yeah, if people are coming online then they can be then they can be doing stuff and helping out and, and and doing things for that yeah, for that season essentially or that that period. Yeah. How many people are you sort of picturing that you you partnered up with? Because you don't want the the casual person coming in and then never turning up again sort of thing. Yeah, look, I, I mean, there would have to be techniques to kind of really get people invested enough in it. And maybe it just comes down to, like, this is some sort of ranked game that if you don't log in enough or don't participate enough, then you're going to lose points and and that sort of thing. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe six six people, 
Okay. To I, a, I was thinking to a side more, or? more around the 30 odd on a server. I just, I feel like you want to have it small enough that you can easily kind of get, not get to know people necessarily, but like fit it in your head, all the people who you have to sort of consider might be the intruder. Yeah. Um, and I think there's the whole, there's the, the classic thing of like, we can, you know, remember seven plus or minus two things or something and keep them in our head at one time. So I think you'd want to do a max of seven or eight. <laughs> um, because then, yeah, it's like, okay, we've got this small team and you sort of plan it out and it's maybe, you know, you could even have like, like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm sort of thinking of this as a bit of like a satisfactory or factorio or Minecrafty sort of thing where you can set up some of this automation and stuff so that it's going while you're not logged in. It's like, all right, you know, first day, let's just make sure that, you know, when we log in tomorrow night, We've got a ton of coal and a ton of raw ore or whatever, and then we're going to have all the materials we need to sort of build the next phase to start, you know, clearing out this section. And, and you can maybe have some cool, like, again, if it's sort of this robot-based thing, it's like robots building robots and stuff, so you can, you might have a rich vein of iron ore or whatever, and you can essentially, if you've got the right materials and, and skill, like, program a robot to overnight just- clear that out and bring it all back and put it in a hopper or whatever. But make sure that you've actually programmed them properly because the last thing you want to do is come back and you they've been going out and, like, um, cutting down part of the forest, but it turns out that they came across, like, a, a cave with a bear in it and they, they mistook, like, the legs for, t- for tree trunks. <laughs> and now there's just blood all in your... All in your um, yeah, you supply. never get that out. Exactly. Um, yeah, but that, but this is, and this also gives more opportunity then for sabotage for the intruder. Like maybe they come back half an hour after everyone's logged out and change one line of code. And that means that like all of that stuff you're expecting to happen overnight doesn't happen. But instead of gold, it's looking for mold and you come back and it's just <laughs> like, exactly. all they could change is that one letter, but that totally screwed you out of being able to do what you need to do the next day. So now- Yeah. Now you're a day behind. And- now you're a day behind and you can track who it was from the comments that get automatically logged by by the robot. <laughs> well, well, again, you don't want to make it too easy, but maybe- like, maybe yes, but maybe you can't, you know, you, you don't want to make it too easy on either side. You don't want someone to just be able to come in and- uh, Convert and, all and the modif- gold and, into- Well, and modify code without any chance of being caught, but you also don't want it just that it tracks literally who changed what character and you can just check that and know. So, either there needs oh, to I'm be thinking ways that, it, that, that it gives person you like to cover their tracks- Gives you an IP address and then you gotta you got to track that back. And then if they happen to use like a- you know, some sort of spoofer that, that you know, well, but puts, you off, puts it off into it, another- into Assuming another you're saying this place. is in-game, though. In-game, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. You need to give- You need to give them tools to manage that. And that could be really cool, too. So, it's like, yeah, you, you don't want to go in and, and, and just change the code because they might have- But again, it, uh, it's, it's an interesting balance because- you could have it that you don't know if they're able to check the code lines because maybe they haven't bought that upgrade to their, like, terminal system or whatever because everything costs scrap and they spent it on other things. 
But, you know, you don't have the scrap to check. So you need to, <laughs> so you need to just take your chances that because you also can't afford the spoofing tool or whatever. So it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to take my chances that they haven't installed that because they chose something else. And yeah, I'm going to change they, this. They didn't install the keylogger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, instead of, uh, instead of cutting down wood, it uh, went and sheared all the sheep for wool. <laughs> Because you again changed that one letter. <laughs> well, maybe it costs. Maybe maybe you maybe it costs you scrap again for every character change. Like it's it's in a punch cards or something. So it's expensive to like redo them or time consuming to replace them or something. So as much the the fewer characters you can change in the in the program, the uh, the cheaper it will be. So it's like what what's the most damage you can do with changing the least characters. <laughs> You know, you just flip a greater than or equal than, so it's just like, yeah, I've got, you know, less than 20 things of iron. I've got zero, so I'm going to do nothing. <laughs> okay, three, two, one click. Yeah. Confidential sanity. <laughs> Committed probability. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> These words are kind of going together tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. This is some sort of uber capitalist company that you work in where, like, the the sanity of the employees is essentially a resource to be managed mm -hmm. because we're talking how hard can you work them before they snap and are now useless to you. And may even, you know, take out other <laughs> workers in the meantime who you've spent a lot of money in training up and, you know, giving the skills to provide value to your company. This is hitting a little bit close to close to home with the way that a lot of corporations actually work. <laughs> yes. I mean, it would absolutely have to be satirical. But... This is the way they think. Okay, so it's the offices of Bod Chaser. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bod Chaser, that bro, you know, hunt down freaking sexy women app that uh, is making so many millions of dollars amongst all the skeezy assholes out there. Okay, I like your idea, mm -hmm. but uh, what were your words again? Committed probability. Probability. Okay. So, I I kind of... If you remember, what was that Requiem, Requiem game with the sanity? Things from the GameCube? Oh. Uh, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. That's right. It was something Requiem, I think. Yeah. I think it was anyway. Uh, I think... I like that idea of of like a sanity mechanic in the game, and and you're sort of playing around with one once you choose like once you're committed to an action, you're, you're basically okay. you're spending sanity on that. So okay, you're taking committed in that direction. Yeah. So you, you rather than it being in like a mental institution or in, in yeah, yeah, there, I think. Um, it's sort of like one of those psychological horror games in that you um, sort of 
lock in what you want to actually do, like mission-wise, and then that is going to cost you some sort of sanity cost that all doesn't, right, doesn't all right. necessarily come come out straight uh, Okay, away. Here, here, here we go, here we go. Do you remember uh, this? Maybe this is one of those um, simultaneous execution games, like uh, that Frozen Synapse that we, you, you and I played that one time, <laughs> like once. <laughs> but also, like I think the- I did two turns, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> By which I mean the t- the people on either side, and this is either the people on either side, or it's just that the the player goes and then the enemy moves at the same time. But you essentially commit, yeah, you commit your actions. It's like, okay, I've got X amount of action points. Here are the things I'm going to do. And you are having to somewhat predict what the enemy is going to do. But this is a world where there are like eldritch horrors. Yeah. That if you see, they will sap your sanity. Mm-hmm. And so part of the things you need to do is, is like- protect your mind cl- that. Close your eyes. Like it might be that- you're like, okay, I've got 10 action points. I'm going to, um, I'm, there's a corner coming up. I heard something there. I'm going to walk forward two places. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to walk forward another six paces and then open my eyes again and then like pull my weapon out or something. Um, or maybe you even <laughs> like in the middle. So essentially you're doing some things blind where that you're not going to see the results of. Like, maybe you get sounds or you get feedback, obviously, as it's happening. But I think literally the player, when you close your eyes as part of an action, you don't see what's happening. <laughs> you you lose your, you know, sight. Um, or maybe you just get, like, sort of blurry. Because I'm sort of picturing as, like, a isometric or, a, you know, a t- it's a sort, cause it's sort of a thing, tactics. Yeah. yeah, sort of a tactics sort of thing. But, yeah, the tactics come from not losing your sanity to seeing and experiencing these So, how many action points things. does closing your eyes and opening your eyes actually take? Is that one action point to, to close your eyes and one action point to open it? Or is it a- I mean, look, no, half, it, might be a free, <laughs> it might be a free action even, um, unless you've, like, in, unless you're, like, in the thrall of something, in which case it's going to take seven or, you know, <laughs> maybe there are reasons where closing your eyes might be more difficult. But it's more about having to do these blind actions that you're committing to ahead of time. (laughs) So, yeah, you're going to say, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to walk out here, turn to the right, fire my gun three times, you know, walk back over here where I'm pretty sure the wall was and open my eyes again. And, yeah, maybe you'll you'll get a sense as that plays out. Oh, I've hit something. (laughs) Um, I'm in kind of a silly mood, so I'm going to add another little wrinkle to this. Go for it, because I feel like I've been going down to very sort of serious gameplay mechanic moods. Uh, Do it. So, all these eldritch horrors are happening while you're on a date with a a young lady. Or or man, depending on on who you want to go with. Yep. And they don't know anything about these eldritch horrors that are going on. You, for some reason, can see it. And so, you're, you're having to deal with... Going off to the bathroom and, and dealing with Eldritch Horrors and, and coming back and, you know, spending action points on, on you know, Conversation and... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's kind of fun. It's like... Like, 
<laughs> the waiter comes over and you realize that they're serving with a tentacle and you lose like two sanity points <laughs> and <laughs> but you'd lose more if if she found out so it's it's all about following following the um the waiter back to the um <laughs> back to the kitchen <laughs> Without looking in his eyes, if he turns around, you immediately have to close your eyes. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Uh, I, I that, just, yeah, I think it would add like a little bit of a little bit of fun, a little bit of zaniness to to what is otherwise, you know, a, a rather horrific, yeah, dark and gloomy and yeah. horrific situation. No, I like that. It's it's interesting trying to bring the, that like tactic stuff into it and the closing your eyes thing, but I think that can still work. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's less combat based then and more. <laughs> you, you're looking lovingly into her into her, her eyes, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you see a, yeah, a, you a see tentacle the- sort of coming out, and and you've got to close your eyes. But now she's a bit suspicious because you're closing your eyes, but while looking into her eyes and. She's now wondering. Yeah, well, that's it because you've also on. got sort of the trust level of your date. Yeah, you don't want that to get too low either, yep. or you know, you've you've ruined this whole situation. And you you could go through a whole heap of different things. Like you could actually have this whole thing of you know you're courting, and then you're going out on, you know, going out with friends for dinner, and then you then <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> you're getting married, and and it's at your wedding. And- <laughs> At your wedding and you're trying to avoid the fucking <laughs> Elder children Charles of Cthulhu. And, and then, um, you know, it's at the birth of your child and then you're dealing with... <laughs> I don't know how this person stayed sane this long, knowing that apparently throughout their whole life, there's just these, these dark beasts lurking around every corner. But but then you then you actually find out that you know they were never actually, um, they were never actually there. It was all in his mind. It was just the, the literally the very first turn. You forgot to close your eyes and went completely insane. <laughs> Imagine the whole rest of the whole game. <laughs> all right, three, two, one, click. Deal demonstration. Forty carriage. <laughs> okay. Carriage, carriage made me think of Cinderella for some reason. Okay. I guess like the pumpkin yep. carriage or something. Mm-hmm. So, so is this like a, a take on Cinderella? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a take on Cinderella. I kind of like the idea that 40, you know, is actually one of those uh, 40 ounce, you know, liquors. Well, or, <laughs> or where so- I was going is, is maybe this is Cinderella, but. Instead of trying to get to the ball, she's trying to get to onto Shark Tank, and forty million dollars is what she wants. Mm. Okay, for the product she's demonstrating. Okay, what's the product? Has she taught mice to pull carriages? <laughs> she's got <laughs> a new microchip that is embedded in the skulls of these animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes them behave like humans, and she's trying to sell it to Elon Musk. Yep. She's like, I know you put one in a pig, but mine works in mice, birds, fairy godmothers. <laughs> I'll just double a at your bidding. And <laughs> she brings in a pig with, with, like, wings taped to the back. <laughs> this is my fairy godmother. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, <laughs> okay, where are the gameplay elements? Come on, you. <laughs> you've got the narrative there. <laughs> so, I mean, the 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 classic Cinderella story is, you know, she's she's left at home. The evil stepmother is making her clean up instead of evil step scientist. Uh, this event. So, yes, the so she's got her scientist, which is her mentor, and there's the evil step scientist who has been brought onto this project against her will. Uh, and, and the, and the she's um, evil step sisters are actually, like, other interns that are, that are there with her. Um, and they- Yeah, there are other grad students. Yeah. Yep. They're all grad students. Uh, and so she's sort of been, she's been working with the lead scientist on this for years. Uh, they've finally got this technology to a place where it might go to market. Uh, but they've restructured the university. They've, uh, the, on- the lead scientist has recently got tenure and now doesn't give a shit about this anymore. And yeah, so they brought so on the, the step scientist. Step scientist and yep. the step scientist came with these grad students who, uh, sort of aligned with them so (laughs) so you're stuck cleaning the lab while they are on their way to give the presentation at at shark tank okay with elon musk starring what are you cleaning it with i'm i'm picturing a massive hose and just blasting like the entire lab yeah so this is like mini game yeah yeah um I, I'm kind, you know what? I think this is a narrative VR adventure of sorts. Cool, 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 cool. So yes, like at the beginning, you are stuck in the lab. You sort of you get the introduction to all this stuff, and there are maybe some like basic dialogue trees and stuff that you know uh, probably don't change the gameplay too much. But they go. It's like okay, shit. I got to clean this lab because. Shit's going to, like, catch on fire if I don't because there's dangerous chemicals and, like, Tesla fucking coils and and Jacob's ladders going off and, you know, Bunsen burners and things. So, it becomes, yeah, you've got, like, the first sort of set piece is this wacky, you've got high-pressure hose, you've got, I don't know, scrubbing brushes and different things, and it's it's sort of a viscera cleanup detail style... (laughs) Make sure everything's safe and clean. Uh, and then you, <laughs> who is the fairy godmother? I, I mean, I know no, we sort of established it was the pig. It, it, it's a talking pig with with wings. <laughs> okay, touched. with the chip, with the chip. Yeah. Okay, the chip is basically given an intelligence. So yeah, you get through all this. You sit down. You're exhausted. You're like, I've had my life's work taken away from me. And and fairy pig mother is in the cage and goes like there there it's okay we'll get you through this. <laughs> now does it does it say it or is it like um, does it text it to you? <laughs> no, I think it's like text to speech style. Oh yeah, so so it's a very Stephen Hawking's voice. Yeah, yeah. We can maybe add a little bit more personality than that. Yeah. I'm thinking almost a bit of like Doug from uh, Up, like oh, the yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, so it's got a bit of personality to it, but you can tell it's it's generated uh, mm-hmm. from the pig's thoughts. Uh, and so you know, you 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 do some basic kind of adventuring to 
find the key or not well find the code to like unlock the the cage uh, where the, the cage is, where, yep. yes is 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 locked as well as the rest of the animals who you then have to you have to do some like fake program like scripting programming stuff like you log into the terminal and like maybe you're like hooking things together or something to basically give them instructions to form a, a carriage that they can carry you to. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, a thousand mice, and they you have you, you they will all hold onto each other and create a vehicle for you, <laughs> which the monkey will steer and drive. <laughs> and so you take off your lab coat. And you put on your formal lab coat and you get into the, <laughs> the mouse vehicle. I'm just now picturing like this this diamond encrusted like. <laughs> it's got like the lapel thing and <laughs> cummerbund. And you're off to Shark Tank. And then you've mm-hmm. got a driving mini. So then you've got a driving mini game mm-hmm. uh, where I guess you're playing the monkey since I said that that was who was driving. <laughs> or maybe something happens and. The monkey is smart enough that, that they find the chip and take it out, so you have to take over the driving. Uh, <laughs> get to Shark Tank. For, for some reason, I've just got this idea that uh, the monkey is also has a has like a side gig of like delivering things like Uber Eats. So um, he's the one to right, pull so- over and and. And pick up food, to, and so you have to do a, to get to Shark Tank. You have to do a crazy taxi esque, you know, section of of making sure the monkey can deliver its Uber Eats and get five stars. Well, so so what you actually do is you have to make lots of orders of food along the way <laughs> to get to the right place. <laughs> but like each restaurant has its like limited delivery zone. <laughs> so you kind of have to pop from delivery zone to delivery zone. It's like, oh, I'm going to order pizza to four kilometers down the road in the direction I need to go. And finally and you get to order it. It goes, from, it goes from the other, the other pizza hut because that delivery area is a little bit unusual. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't get the job. And then finally you deliver sushi to shark tank and and arrive and elon uh, musk eats it and because you didn't you didn't do that you know you didn't stop him from eating it and it unfortunately was spoiled and therefore you don't get your money and that's where you got to restart the whole game all over because it's a sierra adventure game where (laughs) you make a single mistake you're fucked no, it's all right. Uh, he'll die. His money will go to his child, whose name I will not attempt to pronounce, because uh, this is set, you know, 23 years in the future, and uh, we, you just have to make the deal with them. Okay, so what uh, happened to the evil step scientist? No, so you, you get to Shark Tank, and I think you you essentially have to- Then you've got a stealth section. Ooh, a VR you have stealth to, section. That's A that's VR stealth section. Um, and after having a, to- <laughs> a, a half hour VR mini game with, with, with like a single phone and you, you like making orders. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're driving as well. You have to, you, <laughs> you do drive- end up having to do the <laughs> You're driving uh- <laughs> and helping the monkey with his side hustle while you're also ordering. <laughs> well, either, either you're driving or you're like throwing the, the food out the window. It's like paper boy slash crazy taxi in VR. <laughs> <laughs> So then you move on to the stealth section where you essentially have to take out the step scientist and the two two grad students. And uh, that's really evil. what the spoiled sushi was for, 
is to give it to them. Yes, you like use it to te- to like distract and tempt them, and then they eat. Yep, uh, and then and, you and like you them. only know that because if you if you actually went into into the meeting right at the very start, you actually saw just in the trash a whole heap of sushi containers that were empty. But that's the only recommendation. Like that, that's the only time that you would have found out that they like sushi. That's Danny Hint. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. again, it's Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we don't. We don't want to leave people by the uh, by the by the nose. Um, and so then you 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 meet back up with your the lead scientists because they're there too. Like they still had to be part of it, even though they don't give mm-hmm. shit anymore. And you uh, have a little dialogue tree, convince them that you know this is really important. You get them all excited for it again, and then it's you and them uh, presenting. And you've got a mini game where you have to like I don't know hit the slide next slide button at the right time, <laughs> <laughs> and and if you get um you know it's sort of all timed to the speech, so the speech is going yeah. on, and you get to a certain point, and if the lead scientist has to say um, next slide, then yeah, you'll it means you'll lose five million dollars from he, your he, eventual he glares deal. at you. He goes, I yeah. didn't need or if to you say go that. too fast, it's like that and that PowerPoint animation wasn't supposed to go yet. I wasn't ready to say the third dot point, but it like wiggled its way onto screen. <laughs> because again, at the start when you were setting up all the timings, you were doing it to someone else's timings, not to the lead scientist's timing. So you gotta <laughs> <laughs> Well no, I think I think the challenge is you're going into this blind, essentially. Like this is not your presentation. Uh, and so you're having to guess at the right time to hit the next button and how many animations there are going to be. It's like, okay, I hit it once and like a photo of a pigeon, you know, being dissected and it's a chip implanted is coming on. If I hit it again, is it going to go to the text or is it going to like animate a uh, clip art coming onto the screen as well? <laughs> And if I go too far, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to lose points. So, yeah, it all, it all comes down to how well you sync up that final presentation. And then you leave happily and, and ever if you after. And if you go too slow, then on comes Clippy saying, I see that you're you're doing a presentation. Would you like some help with that? I see you're trying to raise $40 million. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, done deal. I, I, I think, you know, that that's a good you know, hour-long um, experience in VR. Exactly. Like, that's a perfect sort of, you know, one session long, one or two session long VR experience. Uh, sell it for a solid 20 or 30 bucks. <laughs> knowing Steam, uh, knowing that Steam's going to take 30% of that, uh, maybe you want to jack it up a bit so you get a little bit of extra money. <laughs> True, true. We'll wait for Epic to finally fucking support VR stuff and <laughs> make it exclusive. <laughs> Piss off some fucking game bros. All right, three, two, one, click. Attempted rolling. Sticking lamp. Sticking lamp? Yes. Sticking lamp. Okay. I love lamp. <laughs> lamp loves you. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm I'm coming up with this idea of, of like, I know you say you said rolling, so I'm seeing almost some barrels, but I'm yeah. seeing that the barrels have like a sidekick, and that is a lamp. Okay. So I'm seeing this as as almost like 
one of those banjo kazooie sort of things of an anthropomorphic barrel mm-hmm. <laughs> and his buddy mm-hmm. a lamp that just sort of sticks to the wall. Okay. That is an interesting pairing. Yes. I can't say they usually go together. I think what's really important is what is the barrel filled with? Uh, scotch whiskey. Okay. So, the um, barrel's kind of a, a, a like, drunk stereotype. Yeah. Hiccuping. And, and I'm thinking that- The lamp's kind of the straight man. You know, yeah, oh, definitely. Lamp. Lamp is like- um, Lamp know, is lamp, lamp is the smart one. You know, as soon as, soon as he comes up with an idea, it's ding. Yep. yep. Light yep. comes on. Light comes on. Um so, you know, he, Lamp is awesome for, for coming up with ideas. And Barrel just... He's he's so drunk that he'll just do anything that Lamp says. It's kind of okay. picky in the brain, so but Barrel... Barrel, yeah, lamp. okay. <laughs> so, Barrel, what are we going to do tonight? <laughs> Same thing we do every night. Take over the world. <laughs> Same thing we do every night. Roll down a hill. <laughs> um... Okay, so I think Barrel has, like, a young whiskey in it. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, Barrel's supposed to be there for a long time. You know, it's supposed to be 18-year-old whiskey. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's only made it to, like, 10. Three. Oh, okay. Not a- All right. Yeah. Yep. So, it's- he's still got So, it's drinkable. Years. It's drinkable, but- You could sell it for, you know, but it's not, like, top tier. Yeah. Definitely not. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling here that like, it makes me wonder about you know how does how does anyone actually break into the whiskey game now? Given that if you want to sell a good whiskey, you've got to set up your company 18 years before you want to sell the good whiskey. <laughs> time travel. It's obviously time travel. <laughs> it has to be. In fact, I think go- we. I'm pretty sure we did a game. I think where we were did. like firing. <laughs> Barrels of time travel into the past or yes. something. Uh, barrels of time travel. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, so, you got a barrel of liquid time travel. <laughs> yes. And, and Lamp, Maybe has this, that's- Lamp has this great idea that um, he, he's worked out that whiskey that hasn't quite hit, you know, the 18 years yet. Because because whiskey companies would actually go bankrupt if they had to wait eighteen years, so they use a special time travel whiskey mi- mixture that they then have to filter out at the end. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yep. But this barrel's escaped. Yes. And it's still got the time travel got, mixture in. It. Got the time travel mixture in it, and they're going to the authorities. Uh, This is a, like, whistleblowing expedition that Lamp has masterminded. Mm -hmm. Now, why is Lamp anthropomorphic and why is Barrel anthropomorphic? They're not. (laughs) (laughs) In that they don't have arms, legs, eyes, or mouths. They just- Lamp moves kind of like Luxo Jr. from Pixar. Oh, fuck And Barrel Barrel just has to, like, tilt and roll. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Lamp does have a suction cup. So, like, if you need to get down a long hill, Lamp suctions onto the, you know, the top barrel rolls to the side. You roll down the hill and you get this lovely dynamically lit, you know, roll as the light spins. 
and rotates with the barrel. Uh, if you crash, a little bit of time travel liquid, like, seeps out and you see, like, flowers just bloom, bloom yeah. and die in, like, uh, seconds. Ooh, that'd be a cool effect. That'd be a cool effect. Yeah. Oh, you, you, hit, you hit a weed and it just goes everywhere, like, just expands and expands and expands and, like, yeah. blooms, expands, Don't, blooms, expands. You hit, you hit a fucking rabbit. <laughs> just decays into <laughs> dust goes through its whole life cycle as its children wail in, in horror uh, <laughs> you, you hit a baby bunny and, and the parents just have to watch it grow old and die in, in mere minutes in front of its eyes <laughs> no no you only hit it with a little amount so they just have to watch it become a belligerent teenager and then go off and smoke <laughs> drugs uh, and they just get to be immediately disappointed and miss its entire childhood because uh, that's worse that's worse <laughs> so is there a time limit on this then in that you still need to make this whiskey eventually sellable uh, so you can't let it get too old, or is it just the older the better? I, I think it's the older the better. I mean, th- this company's really experimenting with the time travel liquid, and and this particular one, the reason why the barrel can actually kind of move is because it turns out that in so many years, maybe it's not ten years, maybe it's like um, they've put so much time travel liquid into this that it's actually millions of years now. This is their oldest barrel. Yeah. And all the time travel liquid, it's actually, so funnily enough, you find this out at the end, the barrel itself is not living. There's a thin veneer of bacteria on the inside, (laughs) which has evolved to the point where as a hive mind, it is incredibly intelligent and can move this barrel just by coordinating. (laughs) And the land is literally just Luxo Jr. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At least that's yeah, what well, it becomes. <laughs> the lamp, uh, the lamp was another experiment that. that or or is awry. it Luxo Senior, and he has a little baby, and that becomes Luxo Junior. Junior. <laughs> yeah, it's a tie into Pixar. Uh, <laughs> Luxo Senior, funnily enough, was really into just poking out people's eyes, whereas Luxo Junior just likes to jump on the letter I. Uh, you know, that's sort of the way that got passed on. There's like a side story of, of the, the, the barrel keeps on asking Lamp, what happened to all those people? Where are their eyes? And Luxo Jr. goes, mm. yeah. and just jumps all <laughs> Just burns them out. It, that's the Lamp can, can like, can, can um, fuck, what's the word? <laughs> Anyway, this isn't the the lamp can like focus is the word yep. I was trying to think of. The lamp can focus its light down into an eye searing laser. Focus, uh, <laughs> focus. Uh, yeah, and so then obviously you uh, you get to the end and you whistle blow and the fam- and the company goes out of business and then you discover the opposite time travel liquid jump through a time hole and go back and actually start the company in a paradoxical yeah uh, you know event and make lots of money. Nice. Yeah, nice, three to one click. Breathed weak. W E K. Ooh. Rural handbook. Oh. Okay. So I feel like this is maybe a week in the life of a rural town. Yeah. 
where something has probably happened. Okay. Otherwise, so it might be fairly is boring. It, is it a sort of? Um, if you remember the the M Night Shyamalan film, The Village, M Night Pygmalion, yeah, uh, where you know it it was a it was a rural um, rural sort of place. It was you know it felt like it was back in the eighteen hundreds sort of thing. But yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. It turns out that it's not. But I like the idea of of like this older style sort of community that mm-hmm. is is surrounded by other technology, but they've um, they've chosen to yeah. stick with the old ways. It's not necessarily Amish. Like there's some there's some minor technology. Yeah, here, look, there are it's... there are a lot of there are a lot of different yeah. levels of of. I say non-critically, like Ludditeism, I guess, where you know, in shunning shunning technology or choosing to limit technology. Yeah. So, and I, so this, <laughs> I think we we make up a community who has decided, you know, what there's a handbook are. that 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 says, okay, so you can have like CRT televisions, you can have um, like any any analog <laughs> electronics. A, but the second it's a that community. <laughs> It's a community where they've set the cutoff at like 1978, <laughs> so you can have like you just you just can't have record like, players. Um, you can't have anything tracks. that is that isn't like uh, Valve sort of. <laughs> driven no, it's like no silicon. Yeah, it's like no microchips. <laughs> <laughs> so they they're like. Farming and using this huge, like, ENIAC computer to, like, manage the farm. It's, like, takes up an entire barn. Now I'm picturing that instead of using, like, microchips and all this sort of stuff, they've they've built computers out of, like, actual transistors. And, you know, they've got, like, a billion transistors in this field. (laughs) (laughs) What is their, like, reasoning <laughs> behind this decision? Um, is this just a cult? Like, is there a cult They don't trust who- things that they can't see. And surface-mounted devices, they can't see and they can't understand. But if they can see, you know, oh, this is a resistor, this is a transistor, I can see that. I can physically see what it's doing and, you know, I can trace it back. It's just the whole idea about, you know, these nanometer processes that that just doesn't make sense. I think I think what happened so, is So they want millimeter processes. I think what happened is this cult leader decided that when Van Halen's self-titled debut studio album came out in 1978 that that was the peak of all uh civilization and shunned everything coming from after that. Yeah. Uh, has, hasn't so even kinda- hasn't even seen um, Empire Strikes Back. Has only seen Star Wars. Has only seen Star Wars. Loves it. Actually, there's like there's a whole thing, and and anybody who brings spoilers or like who brings information from the latest Star Wars films into this community is essentially executed. Yeah. Or maybe I mean exile. If they just talk about Return of the Jedi, exiled. If they talk about Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, basically, if they, if they talk about how um, Luke kisses Leia, who happens to also be his sister, then, you know, they're exiled because they shouldn't know that because in, in Star yeah. Wars, it was just an adventure story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Raiders so, of the Lost Ark. Fuck no, you can't be talking about that shit. <laughs> Harrison no, no, Ford Indiana has always Jones, been Han Solo, and <laughs> that's that's all he is. He's <laughs> hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you thought 1978, but this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's Han Solo and he's only Han Solo and Bob Falfer and American Graffiti, <laughs> also done by George Lucas. <laughs> That's the only main, main roles he's ever done. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's a week, it's a week long adventure in, in this particular rural. Yes. Rural area. Do you play a newcomer then? Yes, to this I, th- I think cult I think you've community. You've commune. got family in the area, and your your parents have basically sent you away to this community to um to learn some. Um, okay, maybe they grew up because it's set in modern day. It's set yeah. 2020. 2020. Well, it's set twenty nineteen, so we don't have yeah, to yeah. deal with fucking twenty twenty. It, it's an uh, it's an alternate twenty twenty in which COVID never happened. Yeah, nor Trump, because I just don't want to fuck with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, and so I think your parents grew up in this commune, yes, essentially, uh, but left Mm -hmm. uh, because they heard news of the Back to the Future movies and- um, it sort of leaked in and they were like, we got to get out for this third one. It's going to be amazing. Yep. 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 <clears throat> um, so they left, plus, you know, plus they also heard young, about Ghostbusters and they, they, they really liked the idea of, of like the, the team behind stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Fighting I mean, ghosts. are you kidding? We can't, <laughs> we can't stay here and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 prevent ourselves from experiencing that. <laughs> Bill Murray has not hit his peak yet. Oh my, oh my god! Th- this first season of of this show called SNL is just amazing. I mean, imagine if they if they created some movies. On the way. <laughs> Have you got the wiki page for 1978? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just really bummed that um, Ghostbusters Afterlife didn't come out this year. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So you, you you enter this commune, and I think uh, like there are people. People can leave. People can go out on on visitor passes. Oh yeah. You know, as long as they as long as they come back and and shun the the modern trappings of um, if fluoro leg bands and scrunchies. Uh, and you know, and onwards. Uh, <clears throat> I love the idea. I love the idea that this cult leader or all the people in this commune, uh, still think that the the peak of things that they're not allowed to see are stuff from the eighties. Like that's what they've heard whispers of. And I love, I love that by the end of this week, you've talked them into going up to nineteen eighty three. <laughs> you, you brought them for well i think maybe i wonder if like the first day you're there the 
the cult leader dies. Ooh. Um, and so it is sort of this journey of how you manage to kind of influence the rest of the people in the commune. Over the next five days, you need to bring them forward five years. <laughs> so each day is like bringing in references from 1979, 1980. <laughs> well, no, maybe you do it even more than that. And it's like approximately a a decade every time. Obviously, I know that would oh, be. I know that would be further. <laughs> that would take you further into the future. So it's not a full decade each time, maybe. But as you go on, you start slipping in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, at the end of like it's day like, five, here's a copy. Like, oh my god, here's a copy like of Minority Report sort of level. Here's stuff. a copy of Christopher Reeves in Superman. Like that you put under someone's pillow, uh, which I know was 1981 because my parents saw it uh, or showing the day I was born. Um, which one's that? Superman. The first one. Was it? I'm pretty sure. No, Superman 2 was 1980, so. Oh, I'm sure there was a Superman. 1978 Superman was, so they know about Superman 1. They just don't know about Superman 2. Yes, it may have been Superman 2 that was showing here- in the cinemas on my birthday. At, at, at uh, least it wasn't Superman 3, which was the year later. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Richard Pryor one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you get to the end of the week and a whole heap of people just get really disappointed because they accidentally see A Quest for Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they just they actually just like they go to the other commune down the road that's like doesn't go further than 1953. They're like fuck this. Yeah, but they they're almost at the point that they can see Batman. <laughs> Things start so turning anyway, around again. <laughs> rather than try to remember the endless references from our childhood. <laughs> I think we'll click again, but that's the general idea. <laughs> I think that could be fun. We'll go one more. Chosen graduation. Appreciated clash. <laughs> I th- but they probably did appreciate the clash in that last game. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. No. Um... Yeah. Okay. So, so chosen graduation immediately takes me to Buffy? third season of Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was definitely going with a Buffy style, you know, high school chosen one situation. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we go full Buffy necessarily. Oh, no, no. We, we, we didn't get come up with our own thing. Um, Joss yep. Whedon's very picky with who he lets. Um, have <laughs> yeah, license. and in fact, we've been. We've been sued over Scruffy Winters, uh, so we can't go down that road. Uh, route either we really have to differentiate ourselves this time. <laughs> and then what was your what were your words? Appreciated and clash. Clash. Okay. Maybe this. Maybe just we'll, we will take clash in that like punk way, and the the character that you're playing is kind of a like a, a punk rock musician of sorts. Like, it's more that that kind of- The other side of the, you know, chirpy cheerleader chosen one coin is the, you know, the, the deadbeat sort of punk rocker Ooh. who- Oh, yeah, I do like that. Um, 
Wanted. I mean, essentially, so every the- generation a deadbeat is chosen as a <laughs> as the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. So, what are you chosen to do? Um. Okay, so I think this is one of those sort of. I don't think it's I don't think it's a Buffy like someone's chosen as the only the only thing uh, the only person in yeah in all of existence who I think can, this is more like the hero's call kind of situation yeah. hero's journey call to greatness okay so unlike Buffy where it's where it's a there's one in existence for some unknown reason there's one in each general area. <laughs> you have been chosen for the Shire of <laughs> Flexenberg okay. as the chosen protector. But, but I think you can take Clash in two ways in the fact that you weren't actually born in this area. And so you were actually a chosen one from another jurisdiction but your parents moved you to this one, and so that there's two chosen ones in this. Well, look, I mean, okay, if we're going to go bureaucratic with it, we need to lean into that. Yeah. So, have you been chosen as the, like, note taker or the, like, the official councilman of <laughs> postcode <laughs> two six four one and you will you, you will you know keep track of all statistics in the air like what are you doing um okay so this is related to a game that we did earlier in the in the evening um okay in which there's chaotic beings all over the world and you're you're all you're doing is you're keeping count of them. you're just counting how many are in the op in in the general area <laughs> So you're you're a monster census taker effectively. Yes. yes. You, all you do is take censuses. <laughs> you kind of take photos, and then you kind of like pick what's wrong in this photo. <laughs> okay, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun, actually. A punky kind of kid. They're into photography. And you are having to, yes, you're having to go around your school taking photos, but, like, you get given a special film or something that, like, exposes mm-hmm. things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to see. Yeah. Uh, but if you show it to someone else who doesn't random have these, models. who isn't chosen, they don't, they just see, like, a normal photo. So, it's- Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that it does get exposed, like, it's more in the film- uh, <laughs> you show it. You show it to your. Um, you show it to your. Uh, your high school science teacher, and he goes crazy, and then goes on a date with his wife, <laughs> with, with his potential girlfriend. No, no I'm thinking this is game. less. I'm thinking this is less like sanity destroying eldritch horrors and more traditional kind of. You know, either 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 we go creatures, you know, in a sort of Buffy esque style, or we go like aliens or something like a Men in Black ish sort of Ooh. situation, where this is a bit more okay, you know, or, or like a body <laughs> snatchers sort of thing, but they're living peacefully. So if there's sort of this, there's this, this maybe is like the cold people in mauve <laughs> or mauve. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm just, I'm just saying off-brand instead oh. of men in black. It's like people oh, dressed in- Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. There we go. Even better. People in purple. Um, 
So is is this like a people in purple situation it's rather than men in agents black? Agents in Azua. It, it's like the um, it's like the GoBots versus versus Transformers. Was <laughs> the Kmart brand? Basically, yes. Uh, but again, it's 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 very bureaucratic. All they do is is take note, yes, and watch. Or maybe you're just part of the department where that's what that's what you do. That's what you are mm-hmm. chosen to do. Uh, it you do get this very like over the top, you know, ritual as you get kind of taken out of uh, you know, find a secret thing and follow the path and. Someone intercepts you and says, you've, you know, you're the chosen one for area 2471. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you have been given the great task of uh, cataloging all body snatches and alien beings in the area. Here is your special film and your Polaroid camera. I like the idea that um, it's sort of like a narrative sort of game as well. Like, as you're taking photos, occasionally, like, depending on where you've taken a photo, you actually see, like, a slime trail or something like that, and you can sort of follow it along, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you're trying to suss out who in the school is actually an alien being, and, and you can only, like, for certain aliens, you can only pick them up when they're eating or, or something like right, that. Right, because they've obviously- just got, like, a huge forked tongue or something that, yeah. you know. So, other than that, if they're just talking, that sort of stuff, you can't, quite sick because you've got one talk well i kind of like t- the idea one tongue for talking yeah. one tongue for for like which is- <laughs> <laughs> and one tongue for something else uh <laughs> i kind of like the idea that yeah that you you know it's a relatively small school so you do start to pick up on who who might be uh suspicious or who might be an alien or a body snatched person and who doesn't want their photo taken like- well then that's it so then you start getting suspicious so you actually have to if you get noticed you know, obviously taking photos of people, then suspicion can grow and you might, it, it might like, it might just, you know, cut off a narrative section that you could have like side quest thing that you could have followed or it might lower your, uh, you know, may, might make it harder than in future to, to identify them in some way or, or even like be the catalyst for a confrontation with that person. Mm-hmm. So narratively it can take it in different directions. But, yeah, like, the suspicion meter grows. So, like, if you don't have something else that maybe you should have been taking a photo of and they see you taking a photo of them, you know. So, if they're next to, like, the trophy case, then then you can use that opportunity to get a good photo of them and you've got plausible deniability of what I was just taking photos of the trophy case. Uh, But if they're just in the (laughs) middle of the hall or in a lunchroom or something, it's like, you know, yeah, the suspicion meter will go way up if if you can't justify it. Yeah. And again, all you're doing is is you're you're taking note of, and, and you know counting how many you you actually have in the school, and you're passing it on to the people in purple, and you see every oh. now and again the people in purple turn up, and and you know they. Sort well, of I think you give them a report people. at the end of at the end of every day. whatever day or something. You give them a report. I'm now I'm now feeling a bit of like Return of the Obra Dinn, mm-hmm. where you do have this report at the end of the day and you kind of, you tick off all these people as either yes, unsure or no. And yeah, if you tick them as yes, there's the possibility that they'll just disappear, get removed at some point. (laughs) And I don't know when it tells you whether you're wrong. And we'd obviously have to be careful sort of from a narrative point of view. You know, I don't know if we have interweaving narratives or if it's more of a narrative per person that can sort of, go on or not or something but 
uh, yeah, that could be fun that, that you're essentially marking these people for removal. And like Oberdin, you have a, you have an achievement if on the first day you just say, yep, all of them. <laughs> the next day you show up to school, no one's there. <laughs> uh, I really like that. That's, that's some fun stuff. I like the idea of bringing in some, like, Scooby Gang from Buffy kind of stuff as well, where you get, like, a sidekick or two who maybe find out or are helping you or, I don't know. Like They're doing some Google research to- on, well, th- this this um, teacher came from came from this school. Like, they've actually got a history. This one, mm, mm. this one, uh, this is his first job. Like, we, Yeah, I can't find seen- a record of many anyway. Yeah. But it turns yeah. out that guy was actually in witness protection and you've just alerted, like, the mob <laughs> to his <laughs> location. <laughs> this is a cool mix. This is a cool mix of, like, both the sort of Return of the Oberdin and Paper Please-esque stuff, po- po- Pokemon Snap, and, <laughs> uh, you know, and a, and a sort of just a, a general adventure and, like, Life is Strange or something. You're a bully, yeah. <laughs> You still got to go to class. (laughs) Yeah, you still got your schedule. Otherwise, you'll be suspicious. Yeah. You do get some passes for being like part of the school newspaper and you get to sort of go around and say you're working working on a story. I kind of like the idea that if you don't do it quickly, you're just going to class every day. Like the the days sort of go past in in Hmm. sort of- increments and that sort of stuff and and you start getting used to the routines that people have so you expect them to turn up to lunch yeah i think you don't give a time pressure on it you give them the opportunity yeah to learn the routines so they could say okay i'm gonna find out for sure if you know this group this little clique who out of them is is a thing and so every so day after day you do you follow them you take photos you sort of you can note down their schedules what classes they have on what days and then you might, you know, then you can find, okay, I've definitely ruled out this person. Like, there's nothing suspicious there. Mm-hmm. This person I'm still a bit unsure about. Like, maybe you spend a couple of days following them more specifically, uh, you know, and then this person I definitely saw, you know, licking up the cigarette butts and spitting tar out of their blowhole. Uh, which is like something their species does. So, like, mark them as a as a yes. And then not I like the idea that you have that, to they, just- you have to identify the species and stuff. <laughs> you go to like a website and it sort of says it, it's it's almost like a, a Google MD in which it asks a whole heap of, heap of questions. Yeah, and when, when yeah, you- you've got like dark web. <laughs> Actually, it's the it is the Move web. Uh, for the for the people in purple, <laughs> where you get all the alien research. Uh, but actually, like, I I think what you said there, like they're not dangerous. I don't think any of these people are dangerous. They're just trying to live their lives and go to school. They're effectively immigrants, so you can really actually bring in a whole like kind of other people in purple fascist and like trying to remove you know people who are who are perfectly um entitled to be here and maybe there's a you can you can make choices around not marking anyone anymore or something Mm -hmm. and and taking risks there so that could be some fun narrative stuff too yep i love it i think that'll do it yeah on that note 
we shall finish up. So thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, find the rest of our episodes, go to podgechaser.com slash Bitstorm. You can find it all there. Uh, go back and, and listen to our backlog. Leave, it, leave us some reviews. Definitely check out last week's episode with Alex Krause of Know What You're In For, and a, a great uh, long-form improv comedy podcast that, as we said, we were also recently on. So check, check out, out the episode of Know What You're In For with disgraced prison warden Anthony B. Watts that we were yes. in. I played the character Trent. Ben played the character Vic. It was a lot of fun. We, we we laughed a lot. <laughs> we did. We're also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts around pop culture, video games, sports, role-playing, all sorts of cool stuff going on there. Go to 8bit.net. Check out all of the great shows. Yep, and we'd also like it if you could check out the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or at AGP Network on Twitter for all your Australasian gaming podcast needs like Bitstorm or the Inconsolables or Locked On Lads and many others. Uh, and finally, we'd like to thank Kuradust for the use of the song Mount Defiance over the album Containment Failure. Yes, indeedy. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm getting out of here because I want to see Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs>